Roy Sharples. Welcome to the Unknown Origins podcast. Why are you listening to this podcast? Are you seeking inspiration, an industry expert looking for insights or growing your career? I created the Unknown Origins podcast to provide access to insights and content from creators worldwide with inspirational conversations and storytelling about art, architecture, design, entrepreneurship, fashion, film, music, and pop culture. Vicky Dobbs Beck has more than 30 years of broad-based management experience in the entertainment industry. Variety named her a digital innovator to watch in 2020, and in 2019, the Advanced Imaging Society recognized Vicky with a Distinguished Leadership Award for being a significant entertainment industry growth catalyst. Currently, Vicky is the executive in charge of ILMX Lab, the award-winning division launched by Lucasfilm in 2015 to pioneer in the field of immersive storytelling. ILMX Lab wants to make it possible for people to step inside our stories in ways never before possible. Using technologies like virtual and augmented reality, ILMX Lab aspires to create connected experiences that transform places, spaces and our daily lives as we transition from storytelling to story living. Hello and welcome Vicky. So what attracted you to the creative arts in the first place? Well, I've um, been attracted to creative endeavors my entire life. Um, when I was growing up, I loved to write. Um, I was interested in art. Uh, I was involved in ballet and, um, you know, musical theater and so forth. Um, so that's always been a part of my life. When I... Um, and I participated actually in those same kinds of activities when I was at Stanford undergrad. But when I graduated from um, Stanford Business School, uh, it was clear I was going to follow a path that was a little bit different than the vast majority of my um, classmates who were you know, going to private equity, investment banking, consulting. Um, and I, my criteria was that I wanted to work for a company whose um, product uh, was inherently creative. That was my only criteria. So I looked at a whole variety of um, industries. I looked at fashion, theater, for-profit and non-profit, um, ballet, film, um, you know, even wine. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, again, I, the goal was to make a meaningful contribution in an industry whose um, whose product was inherently creative. So I ended up um, through a whole series of connections um, at, at ILM slash Lucasfilm. And I started there in uh, 1988. So I'm actually, I was, I took off for about four years and did some other um, projects, but I am on my 30th year at Lucasfilm. Stories are the oxygen for communication. Storytelling is a language that unites the world. It brings us together, helps us understand our past and reach toward the future. A well-told story engages the mind, heart and soul by making meaningful connections across history and time. 
uniting people by helping them make sense of themselves and the world. Insights are spread by passing knowledge from one generation to another, linking traditions, legends, myths, archetypes, culture, history and values which unite communities and societies. Lucasfilm canonizes this by taking storytelling to a whole new level of magic and joy. Not just because they've produced extraordinary, high-grossing movies and cultivated generations of fans, but they have created an entire movement, a fantasy universe through extraordinary storytelling, innovative marketing and intelligent targeting of and appealing to many demographics throughout time. Founded by one of the most influential filmmakers and inventive storytellers of all time, George Lucas, who is best known for creating the Star Wars and Indiana Jones franchises and founding Lucasfilm, LucasArts and Industrial Light and Magic. Like many in this audience, we are excited about what's next from the innovative work that you and your team are dreaming up and bringing to life, Vicky in creating immersive experiences by using technology to transport people into new or altered realities where they can see, hear and interact with objects and items that aren't necessarily in front of them. So a long-winded answer to stating that it must be an elating experience by being part of Lucasfilm. Hence your longevity, insatiable passion and drive to discover new horizons. It's been an amazing journey, really. And the company um, has always been one where I'm really proud of the work that we've done. It's evolved. You know, they've um, highlighted uh, an emphasis on innovation and um, storytelling and so forth. So it, it is what has kept me there. And of course, then we were acquired by Disney. Um and even that has offered new and different opportunities because it's it's such a robust creative ecosystem. Absolutely. So, bringing up to current day, in terms of your role as as leader of the immersive content innovation, what is your creative process in terms of how do you make the invisible visible by dreaming up ideas, developing them into concepts, and then bringing them to actualization? Yeah, well, it, in some ways, there's sort of two prongs to that um, question. One is my personal process, and the other is what our team's process um, is. But for me personally, I have always been um, I've always been moved by vision, and I see myself as a catalyst uh, for innovation, for create um, for creativity, etc. So. I always start with the long-term vision. Where are we trying to go, um, say, five to 10 years from now? And for, for me, I believe that by understanding where we're trying to go, it makes it easier to understand what we should be doing today and, say, two years from now and three years from now and so forth. I also believe that people are inspired by, by vision. So, with regard to ILMX Lab in particular, we have a vision for um, connected immersive storytelling that crosses devices, so AR, VR, you know, um, et cetera, and 
physical and digital location. So we've been involved with location-based um, entertainment experiences as well as those designed for the home. And I'm also really excited about, you know, how you can bring um, AR once we have a robust set of glasses into the world around us. So it's not just at home or um, at a particular location, but maybe infused all around us. So in any case, we, we sort of painted a picture, if you will, of this connected story, um, connected storytelling experiences for the future. And that has allowed us to sort of take a step backward then and um, take meaningful steps toward that future. So in, in terms of our actual process, we talk about, we have sort of a three-pronged strategy. The first one, um, and this was super important to us early on in particular, was doing proofs and prototypes or, you know, visualizations. So very quick, um, but helping people understand what, what would be possible in the future. So, for example, we did a, um, we did a visualization um, of the Hulk. Um, the film, The Hulk, and we kind of showcased or highlighted this idea that what if the Hulk could come off the um, the screen into the theater, uh, you know, kind of be present with you for a second, and then and then go back into um, the the screen. Yeah. And you know, that's not something that has happened yet, but. Even back then, which was probably 2014, 2015, we were saying, imagine what that might be like. Like, what does it mean to bring these um, immersive devices to traditional forms of entertainment? And then the second prong is what I'd call sort of first of kind experiences. And that's really been um, the majority of, of our portfolio. So things like Vader Immortal, which was um, the first of its kind three-part VR story series with a you know huge emphasis on uh, narrative as opposed to games, which was much more uh, typical at the, at the time. And we want to continue always trying to sort of push the state of the art, take a big leap forward with these first of kind experiences. And then of course the fantasy is, is that those experiences become the, you know, template or reference point, if you will, for other such experiences that might cross different IP. And then finally, um, the third prong of the strategy is what I call mosaics. And the reason I call it that is because I, I think of this connected storytelling world much like a mosaic. So mosaic is obviously made up of individual tiles. And each tile should be an experience that can stand on its own, that's been designed to take um, advantage of the strengths of whatever the, the particular platform um, is. But it's been, but you created these tiles inside of a of a larger holistic vision so that, you know, just like with the mosaic, if you step back from the individual tiles, you have this um, very rich and much more complex design. So in, you could experience any individual tile, but if you ex experienced multiple tiles in the mosaic, the whole is truly greater than the sum of the parts. So that's kind of how we approach our, our, um, 
our planning, our strategy, and our creative process. Fascinating insights. It starts with a dream full of passion and enthusiasm, then leading without frontiers, with persistence to transcend the ordinary, obvious, and routine by using your imagination to see the unseen by lighting the way into the future. Vicky, what are the critical skills needed to survive and thrive as a creative leader in immersive content innovation? It's interesting um, because earlier this year, I actually did a talk at a conference and I was reflecting on the top 10 of what really matters in this process. And, you know, sort of starting with number 10 and and coming down to, to number one. And what was really interesting about it was, first of all, you know, coming up with 10, um, 10 what matters, and then trying to order them. What was really interesting about it is that um, the top five all had to do with qualities of people as opposed to qualities of the experience. So whereas, you know, number 10, I think was immersion, or I think number 10 was actually innovation, and then it was immersion, that was connection. But when you got to five, it was resilience. Um, I think that when you're in, you know, when you're trying to pioneer, you have to be very resilient. You have to be, um, you have to actually embrace change and see opportunity. And not every not everyone is cut out for that, even very creative people. Um, that can be a little unsettling. Then number four was vision. Um, and we were talking a little bit about um, vision before. And I've always been, you know, led and inspired by what I'd call big ideas. So for us, the first was this idea that you could step inside our stories. You could truly step inside worlds and experience them in ways never before possible, like with VR. Then it was this idea of moving from um, storytelling, so sort of one-way communication, to story living, where you're in a world making meaningful choices that drive the narrative forward. And, and then this idea of these mosaics, connected stories. So that, that for me was about vision. Number three was having a sense of purpose, um, you know, not just the what, but the why. And, and that, can, that can mean many things. It might be about making people smile. It might be creating emotional connection. It might be um, uh, helping people transcend physical boundaries. It could be social impact, uh, but having a sense of the purpose and the why. Number two was courage. Um, and that's something I've had to learn and embrace over the course of my career because being on the bleeding edge is very scary um, in many ways because almost by definition, the world is not yet bought into that. And, and in some cases, even the company isn't yet um, willing to invest there. So having courage and trying things. And then number one was actually passion um, because I think that passionate people create the best content. Um, and that's one of the things I really look for when we're interviewing people to join our team is the level of passion that they bring for the opportunities in, um, in immersive storytelling. So I think those are all qualities that we look for. And those are qualities that I feel as a leader are really important um, that I need to embrace as well. Right. 
encompassing disruptive thinking and practice that transcends the status quo to drive radical improvements in your respective domain, discipline and industry by reaching the other side, by leading toward new frontiers of of unknown opportunities, unfulfilled hopes and dreams, by doing things your own way and in your own style, by tapping into your innate talent, experience and having the confidence to believe in your instincts and to persist to the very end in bringing it to life. Vicky, as you reflect upon your life and career to date, what are your lessons learned in terms of pitfalls to avoid and keys to success that you can share with existing but also aspiring creative leaders in immersive content innovation? I think one of the biggest um, lessons I've learned is show, don't tell. Um, and it's so important in immersive because a lot of people don't don't necessarily um, engage with these devices. Uh, so you really need to, and they don't really understand its potential as a result. So we have done a number of tests, for example, that have um, helped us show people, not just talk about what the potential is. And a, a specific example is um, with Vader Immortal. Interestingly, at the beginning of that whole development process, we actually approached it as if you were an observer um, and and the story was unfolding around you. But one of the things we realized um, as we were getting into it was that we were not fully taking advantage of uh, what VR could bring and what real-time um, entertainment could bring. So we, we sort of flipped it and we said, this had to be your story. And um, it was really your unfolding relationship with Vader that became the journey. But we knew that for that to work, we had to be able to actually establish a meaningful connection uh, with characters and, and in particular Vader. So we did a test where, and actually the test, I mean, the, the scene is largely in the, um, in the final product, but it was, you're in a cell and um, in the distance, there's a door and the door opens and Vader appears in the door and you hear the um, deep breathing and the heavy footfalls as he walks toward you. And it's, um, and he stops right in front of you and he looks you directly in the eyes, which is something we can do with VR because you know where the eyes are. So he looks you directly in the eyes and for the test, um, David Goyer, who was um, the executive producer and um, writer, he he wrote a piece of dialogue. And what was funny is it was so impactful with Vader in your face, in your space, that no one heard the dialogue. They just literally couldn't absorb it. <laughs> um, but it, it proved to us that we could establish a connection with characters in VR. So that's a really good example of show, don't tell. You put somebody in that headset, you put them in that test, and you don't have to do anything more. Um, it spoke for itself. I think another thing that I, I've learned that's been really important is don't assume that everyone thinks like you do. And whereas I was talking early about, I always look to the future and I try to create um, a vision for where we're going and then uh, define a strategy accordingly. But one of the things I learned was that um, engineers, for example, they 
often are very um, want tangible, kind of near term uh, deadlines and vision because their assumption is is that everything's going to um, to evolve and change, and so looking out you know into the future five years may or may not be that useful. That was really helpful for me to understand that perspective. It didn't change the way I think, but it did help me understand that others um, don't necessarily think like I do. And, you know, they have those tests like the Myers-Briggs, et cetera. Every time I take those tests, I end up in like um, one to two percent of the population who takes these tests ends up with this particular set of um, personality traits. So there was this moment in time where um, a consultant came in and I was talking about my frustration. Like, I don't understand why people can't understand my vision. Is it the way I'm expressing it? And he said, he said, Vicki, you have to understand that like there could be a hundred people in the room and no one else in the room may think like you do. So you have to speak to your audience and um, and help them see your vision in a way that resonates for them. That was like one of the greatest lessons uh, <laughs> that I have ever had. Uh, and then I guess the last one really is, is that people deeply value authenticity and transparency. And I try um, very hard to be... Um, both authentic and transparent. And I do trust um, people. And I have always taken the point of view that I will trust um, people with information um, and vision, et cetera, until proven otherwise. Uh, a lot of people, you know, especially in, in industries where everything's so confidential, it's actually the reverse, which is it's on the, everything's on a need to know basis. And um, I have just tried to make people a part of the process and a part of the vision, a part of how things um, unfold. And so far that has been, that has definitely been the right thing to do, at least in my professional experience. Very well put. Be authentic, live in the moment with conviction and confidence and always stay true to yourself. Vicky, what's your vision for the future of immersive content and the role of creativity? We have this phrase that, you know, creativity leads and technology enables. Um, and that, I mean, that, that permeates all of Disney. Um, and that's definitely true. Interestingly, though, for us, um, technology can actually inspire creativity because the technology allows things to um, happen that just simply weren't possible before. Like I said, you know, where you can step into a story world and it is all around you. Uh, you can make um, decisions. You have a sense of agency in those worlds. So there's an incredible amount of potential. Uh, I spoke about this idea of connected storytelling, but what I, what I'm really focused on is using immersive technologies to really bring to life this idea of story living. So to do that, you know, requires taking a holistic creative vision to the, to the um, ecosystem of opportunities and then creating really richly detailed story worlds. 
um, having compelling characters so you can establish connection. And then, and then once you've done that, once you have this world and these, these compelling characters, then all kinds of stories can unfold. And I think those worlds have to be dynamic and there have to be ways for you to leave your imprint on the world and perhaps share uh, what you've done to the world with others. What, what is happening as a result of all that, and especially if we're seeing this increased desire to participate in um, story, not just observe or, you know, but actually participate in story. There's new kinds of stories that are unfolding. So we have tended to be in what I call curated stories, you know, where it's sort of a master storyteller. Um, and that is the story we're presenting. But you're, we're starting to see things like branching narratives and even emergent uh, narratives where uh, people in that story world are contributing to the um, unfolding stories around them. So that that is really where we're trying to go is to that, you know, immersive, connected and I think another key is going to be social um, uh, world of, of storytelling. Our outputs are the next generation's inputs. The future belongs to those who can see it coming. Though just how soon is the future? One thing for sure is the future is unwritten and everything is possible. Do you want to learn more about how to create without frontiers by unleashing the power of creativity? Then consider getting Creativity Without Frontiers. How to make the invisible visible by lighting the way into the future. It's available in print, digital and audio on all relevant book platforms. You have been listening to the Unknown Origins podcast. Please follow, subscribe, rate and review us. For more information, go to unknownorigins.com. Thank you for listening.